Coaches, Coach Lane bringing you another great podcast. Now, this is a really good podcast that I'm excited about. Um, this is going to be brought to you by Coach Silvernell, Long Beach Community College. He's a football coach out there, um, defense coordinator, also helps out with the recruiting. And uh, this podcast, he brought some of his knowledge and just talks about some of the things that what you should understand or know when you first get into the game of coaching some things that we don't all talk about as coaches but I think it's great and useful information so this is a great podcast to help you self-reflect and look at yourself as a coach and how you're contributing to your team to your program and to yourself so like I always say sit back relax take notes and enjoy Jericho Silvernail from Long Beach City College in Long Beach, California. Um, I'm here to present what I wish I'd known, uh, 10 tips for young new coaches. Uh, my background, I'm currently the defensive recruiting coordinator and D-line coach at Long Beach City College. Um, I'm going into my seventh year of coaching, um, and I have coached at all levels. I've coached youth at Pop Warner, uh, freshman, JV, varsity, and now the junior college level. Um, I played in high school. Um, didn't see a lot of time, just where the high school I was at, but uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, I've been around this game my entire life, whether playing or coaching. My dad was my coach when I was growing up. He was a coach before I even started playing. So this game is near and dear to my heart. So um, I hope you guys enjoy this this talk that we're doing today. Um, my first tip, number one, is you don't know as much as you think. Um that this one's really hard for most young coaches because uh, hungry guys like that a lot of guys come into coaching fresh out of school don't really know how to coach and they think they do uh, they come in having all these big ideas and don't understand why the head coach of the program won't implement the play they suggested they often think that they know better than and the team would be more successful uh, if they were in charge and they may be right uh uh, but one thing young coaches we fail to realize is that there's a ton of behind-the-scenes drama that head coaches go through, as well as understanding the type of personnel that the team has or if the play goes in with the team scheme. Uh, one thing I wish I would have done is to humble myself and ask the head coach to sit in on a meeting with the varsity staff to uh, understand the thinking behind um, the thinking behind what they do. Uh, the quicker you accept uh, that you aren't the next Lincoln Riley as a first or second year guy and humble yourself to just listen, the success will likely follow. And if that doesn't work, like The Rock says, know your role and shut your mouth. Uh, our tip number two is don't focus on the level you coach. Um, as a new coach, I wanted nothing more than to be a varsity quote-unquote guy and coach on Friday nights in front of the crowds, having a chance to coach in the playoffs, maybe even get a ring. Uh, I thought that I was above coaching freshmen and I would be better suited with the older guys. One thing I learned is that no matter what level you coach at, football is football. Um, doesn't matter if it's on Thursday afternoon with freshmen, uh, Saturday mornings with Pop Warner kids, or even Friday or Saturday nights at the high school and college level. No matter the level, if you give your best athlete the ball in open space, you're probably going to be successful. The best, I can, best advice I can give a young coach is if you're between jobs or looking to break into coaching, start at the youth level. You get to learn how to love the game from a different point of view 
and there's something special about introducing young kids to this great game that we love. It was one of the best decisions I ever made in my coaching career. Our main goal as coaches is to impact a young person's life while being around the game we love. Focus on the mission, not the title. We want to treat every job like it's our dream job. That's tip number three for you guys. Um, and I'm going to admit, up until my last year, couple years of coaching, I would constantly look at the job boards for the next job, looking for something bigger and better. Uh, this is wrong, in my opinion, for a couple of reasons. One, you do you, when you do that, you take your focus away from the team you're currently coaching and may not give them your entire effort when you, uh, which is show on the field. Um, two, you lose the investment in the program you're currently at. And when you're not invested, you tend to not care as much. When you treat every job like your dream job, however, you give everything you have and enjoy showing up to practice every day. When that happens, you won't have the stress of looking for the next job or being unhappy at the one you currently have. There's a small disclaimer with this tip, though. If it's not wrong to look at other jobs, just be up front with your head coach and wait until the season is done to do so. Don't give a half effort where you're at. Doesn't end well for anyone. And with that, never half ass two things, whole ass one thing, as the great Ron Swanson has said. Um, tip number four is don't rush to be the guy. Uh, my goal is when I started coaching at the age of 22, I was I wanted to be a head coach by the time I was 26 and have a championship by 30. I am now 30. I have a bull ring. Uh, with Long Beach, but I do not have a championship as a head coach. It's a little hard to do that. <laughs> I found out in my coaching career now. Uh, I can't tell you how many schools that had head coach openings, and I applied to them during my first two years. If your school had an opening, I was applying. It was that simple. I called athletic directors, left messages that were arrogant and cocky that all I can do is laugh at how naive I was. Uh, now, what I wish I had done was slow down and take the time to listen to coaches that I worked with to learn how to lead a program. The best thing you can do is take ownership of whatever position group you are in charge of and learn to lead them how you would want to lead a program. Because if you can't lead a group of five to 10 student athletes, how are you going to expect to lead an entire program? One thing I've had said to me from basically every coach that I've worked with, though, is being the head guy is overrated. Enjoy the ability to coach a position as long as you can. With more titles comes more responsibility, which ultimately, ultimately leads to more and bigger hits. Uh, tip number five is uh, don't be too proud to ask for help. This kind of goes with the first tip of the entire presentation. Sometimes as new coaches on a staff, we want to prove that we know what everyone else does in the room, even if it isn't necessarily the case. We don't want to be the coach in the office who is out of the loop on what everyone's talking about, whether it's game planning, scheme, concepts, or players. Some of us might stay quiet, nod our head in agreement with the head coach, or just stay silent and look, up, look it up on Google later. I'm not too proud to admit that I've been that guy. One thing as a new or young, head, or new or young coach that we have to understand is that it's okay not to know something. Every coach ever has had to learn the knowledge they gained from somebody who knew before them. Closed mouths don't get fed, and if you don't ask, you won't know. It's better to be naive on a Tuesday and learn than not ask and be ill-prepared on game day. Coaches want to help each other grow. Tip number six is there aren't any jobs that you're too big for, or to do, excuse me. This one is more of an attitude that I believe all coaches need to have. When I first started coaching, I felt like I was supposed to just coach football and go home, 
didn't really understand how to be a leader. I would have to be willing to do the little things and may not directly involve in coaching. Filling water bottles before practice, taking the water troughs in, collecting jerseys and pants for laundry, filming practice when I can, bringing out and setting up bags. The small jobs that if they don't get done, take critical time away from practice. Do it without being asked every day. Make it a habit. So when you become a head coach of your program, you show your assistants what a servant leader looks like and model behavior you want out of them. Tip number seven is don't be afraid to be fired. When I first got into coaching, my arrogance made me believe I would never be fired, that I would choose to leave whatever job I currently had for a bigger and better one. When I found another job after my first year coaching, I was extremely excited to work for a coach I believed in in my first varsity gig. Then after a month, I was let go because the school made the decision to hire a coach who was also a teacher, something that I am not. My mind was blown. How could I be fired? What did that coach have that I didn't? Now looking back, you need education to be a coach, and it's extremely important to have. Uh, and after a couple of years, I once again was let go because my head coach was let go. I hoped to get a call from the new guy, and nothing. I finally heard the advice that I needed to hear when I first started. There are two types of coaches, those who are fired and those who will be. At some point, we all get fired. It's the nature of the beast. Don't live in fear of it. Do the best you can where you're at. And if you're no longer employed by that program, take what you learned and move on to the next one. You'll be okay. Tip number eight is networking is key. To be honest, I stumbled into coaching. Someone I played adult league softball with coached at a local high school and said they needed freshman coaches. I thought I knew football and wanted to call plays, so I offered my time. After being in this awesome profession for close to a decade now, I've learned that the best way to get out is to network with your fellow coaches at clinics and conventions. But not only does networking offer job opportunities, it offers a wealth of knowledge. I think every coach should have a Twitter account for the simple fact of networking and gaining the knowledge from the vast coaching world that inhabits it. I have met some of my best friends in the coaching world on Twitter, and it also provided me the opportunity to coach at Long Beach City College that I have today. Most coaches love talking ball and will be more than willing to help you with anything you may need. If you aren't networking, you're not putting yourself in the best position to be successful in your career. Tip number nine is have fun. This is what it all honestly boils down to. When I first started out, I took everything so seriously, including myself. That makes things get old real fast. We as coaches have to remember that we are all dealing with our student athletes whose ages range from six at the youth level to all the way to the early 20s at the college level. If you don't have fun, how do you expect your players to? You can't, in all honesty. All coaches have fun in different ways, but if you don't, you're not going to last long. Health-wise, you'll stress yourself out and you won't get to enjoy your profession. Whether you enjoy yourself or not while you coach, you're going to show in your work. So just have fun. Our last tip, number 10, is know your why. And this is the big one. Knowing your why is going to help you get through a lot of adversity when you coach. Coaching in itself is a grind. It can wear you out, make you question a ton of things in your life. If you know why you show up to practice every day, go through those hot summer practices, late nights of film, getting yelled at by parents and fans, you'll be incredibly successful. 
and I don't just mean on the field, but off it as well. Your players will be able to feed off your why and will understand why you do what you do. Sometimes as newer young coaches, it takes us a while to figure our why out, and that's okay. Don't rush it. When it comes to you, you'll know when it's going to transform you as a coach. I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your days or nights to listen to this pro, uh, to listen to this presentation uh, of the 10 tips of young coaches need to hear what I wish I would have known. Um, please feel free to reach out to me. Email and Twitter is the easiest way. Uh, you can email me at jrsilvernail at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Coach Silvernail. Um, I am always available to chop it up and talk football or just talk about coaching. Um, and if you're ever in the Southern California area and you guys want to come by and watch a practice, let me know. I would love to have you and love to meet you and love to chop it up. Thank you very much, guys. Coach, it's good stuff, man. Thank you. That's good stuff. It's You made me reflect on a lot of things that in my coaching profession, because I, it's funny, I'm a head basketball coach now. Um, I've been a head coach for like seven years, but um, I started off in football. I went to college for football, all these things. And when I started in my coaching profession, whew, yeah, a lot of things you have it nail on the head, right? The, the guy <laughs> that starts off like, man, this is what we should do. You know what I mean? And this is how it should be done. And man, if I had to, uh, this team, this, you know, I, oh God. I was that guy, you know what I mean? There was a – it was at a point where I was a cancer for, I think, a program that, that you know, he was, a, he was a good dude, but I just didn't like the way he was running things. I didn't like how he would sometimes treat athletes and things like that. But anyways, I, I genuinely have to say I was a cancer coach, right, that goes against what he wanted to do and believe. And I'm a yeah. person, you know, I'm going to do basically what I believe in. And – uh and so I, I had to dismiss myself from the team and I had to tell the coach, like, coach, I, I, I can't coach for you. You know, I'm, I'm not helping your program or your team. So in that, yeah, having that, having that kind of awareness of knowing that you were hurting the team is a huge mature move too. Yeah, man, it was, but all the things you were saying, man, it just, it just brought back all these emotions. Like even as a head coach, even as a head coach, I'm like, shit, I don't know anything <laughs> or, or damn, you know, all like it. And it's funny because my assistants, you know, I don't think they completely get it. Like, bro, like coaching is only maybe 5% of the job. That's, that's the smallest thing of the job. That's the fun part, but it's everything that leads to you having a smooth flowing practice where all the kids are flowing. Everybody, it's everything prior to that. That's, the coaching piece that a lot of people either they don't know or they don't like doing it. Well, they don't understand either. They, it's a lot of it.